we are going to be turning our attention towards the world of rugby. And it is a disappointing week. It's one that saw Ireland lose by 35 to 27 points in Paris last weekend. And a lot of the comments that came to earth just before the match from Erasmus, we were speaking about them here on this show. And it's kind of boiled into something much, much larger. People are talking about the character, the mentality of this current Irish rugby setup and questioning its integrity, whether or not this team is far too soft to play at the elite level. Well, I'm joined by Michael Gallagher, the PRO of Belna Rugby Club. Michael, firstly, can I ask you, based on the performance last week, very little was there to inspire the Irish rugby fan. But is it correct for people to be saying and thinking that you know, there is an element of a soft touch being bred into this Irish rugby team? I, I honestly wouldn't think so, Cleveland. I mean, with, with a few minutes left, there was only a score, you know, just a little more than a score between the teams. So, you know, if you win, you're great, and if you lose, you're awful. And um, I think some of the decision-making from Ireland the last day was, was brutal. I, um, I don't think they were overly soft in the physical sense, but... Maybe they were a little soft in the and above the shoulders, and uh, you know when when the pressure came on, they just didn't perform and they made the wrong decisions. And people are going back to that uh, decision just before half time when when they should have taken a, a penalty, uh, kicked the three points, and went for the corner. And it you know it, they weren't clinical enough um, mentally, and, and I'm not sure. Personally, that um, you know, Sexton is the best man to be captain in the team. I, I felt really, you know, angry about his um, his antics when he was coming off the pitch. I, I thought that that said a lot about the the whole setup. Um, if I was Andy Farrell, I would be absolutely raging. Um, you know, him shaking his head as if he shouldn't be taken off, and if he was something as if he was something special. And um, I that I think. That epitomised the whole, you know, the whole character of the team on the day. It was disjointed in many ways. It was, um, you know, they, they just didn't go out there and play. I saw Australia this morning, um, you know, after a big defeat to the All Blacks last weekend, they came out and they showed tremendous character to to uh, beat the All Blacks today. So, look, at most rugby teams are just as hard physically as one another. Uh, the difference is... Uh, above the shoulders and Ireland were lacking in that big time last weekend You say Michael you know Johnny Sexton his his reaction I think disturbed a lot of people last week he has come out since and apologised you say that you know he has there's nothing special about him and by recent performances I think that's totally correct but in the eyes of the IRFU who obviously do see that Johnny Sexton is a special character within the setup. They've changed the rules for him before he played in Paris and he was still called up to the national setup. The same isn't made for Simon Zebo. Is there an element of untouchability around Johnny Sexton, his place in the Irish team as captain and the kind of fear that it seems to be built around that currently? Yeah, that was always going to come back and bite them. Um, you know, if there's a rule and you break the rule, you leave yourself open to this. And, and that certainly happened in, in Sexton's case. And now that, you know, he's at the in the waning years of his career and uh, that decisions, uh, you know, aren't going his way and that he has been given this captaincy, I, I think he never should have been given it in the first place. It just didn't suit him. It doesn't suit his character. 
uh, well, when when Ireland are are, are losing, um, he's going to be. He, you know, he's easy to 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 shoot at, and he does himself no favors. He, he did himself no favors at all with that. Um, with his antics at the weekend, uh, you know, his captaincy has been poor. Uh, his leadership has been poor, but like he's a player of extreme quality on his day. Now, whether his day is gone or not, that remains to be seen. But, but uh, he, I, I just don't think he's he's captaincy material because, um, you know, that there are much better leaders in my view in the team, Stander and Ryan and guys like this, and uh, you know. I, I just feel that that decision hasn't been one that that you know that that was a success at all, and the sooner it's it's put to bed, that one I, I think the better. So you'd you'd be calling for a change of captaincy, but would you still like to see Johnny Sexton in the starting lineup? Um, it wouldn't guarantee his place. No, I wouldn't. Um, uh, there, there, there. You know, Carty was there, uh, really good player. Um, you know, the Leinster lad that 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 that, that uh, came on from. Uh, there are Ross some good Brown. lads out there. Yeah, there are some good guys out there. But you know, he's still the best of the business. But uh, this this veil of of uh, infallibility needs to be taken away very very soon. And. You know, the, as you said, the Zebo thing is—it's really bringing, uh, you know, bringing attention on to what was done for for, for uh, Sexton because we badly need a fullback. Let's be honest, and Zebo is the ideal guy, and uh, yet he's not uh, considered, whereas Johnny was when he was in Paris. So, what's the difference, lad? You know, let's let's call a spade a spade. You know. Um, uh, they made a, they made an exception for Johnny Sexton. How come it's not uh, for Simon Zebo? Uh, and the Monster people will tell you it's because he's from Monster. Now that's probably nothing to do with it at all. But uh, and personally, I agree with the rule if if it was just implemented for everyone. But uh, look, it's it's, it's uh, there's always you know great commentary around sport, and and thank God we had all this to talk about this week. Yeah, thankfully indeed we have so much distraction I think between CNN and the sporting calendar we're, we're fairly fairly busy for the for the time being at least. But just on uh, the issue surrounding this Irish rugby team because you know Mike we were talking about Razi Erasmus's comments last week and we kind of felt you know it may have been a bit in harsh but coming from from this angle as well looking at the Irish team is it just all around far too soft? Because we don't have those characters anymore. Even the likes of Johnny Hayes, we don't have Rory Best, we don't have real players of character that can ground an opposition, remind them that they're playing against a very physical and uh, talented Irish rugby team. That just seems yeah, to be I, totally lacking. Yeah, I suppose uh, the Joe Schmidt era um, you know, created a kind of a a certain robotic uh, nature in the the forward line and the the forwards in particular um and and therefore we have from these mad hard men like Peter Clahassy or these guys that would just absolutely you know frighten the living daylight out of you um so that's where uh the, the, that's what happened during the Schmidt era and because of that now we have very much the same type of player you know, and uh, look at Erasmus as well. He 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 didn't just pull this um, out of the sky. You know, it, it might have been a throwaway remark, but it's what he was thinking. And uh, 
So it, it just didn't come from nowhere. So obviously in the international sporting world, Ireland are seen as somewhat soft. So um, yeah, we, we could do with uh, cloning uh, a Peter Clahalty again, I think, and, and putting the fear of God into, into other teams. It's just unfortunate that it seems to be kind of bred out of the this new generation of players. They seem to all be a bit too nice, nicely polished gentlemen as opposed to in rough and tumble sports stars. Well, they're they're extremely talented professional men, and um, I suppose rugby is so uh, uniform these days that that uh, and so you know well marshaled and everything that that bit of madness is bred out of players if they want to be successful. So, uh, yeah, the, 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 they mightn't be uh, always gentlemanly, but they'd be, they would be less fearsome uh, than they were previously and less off the cuff. I suppose we were always great people for playing off the cuff. You know, you, you could, the, there was a passion to the, to the Irish team that they'd just go for it. And maybe that's what's lacking a little, just that abandon to go for it. And I think that's where the Schmidt's Era that that's what the Schmidt era may have taken from us. Um, that 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 bit of craziness that that sometimes is needed. Uh, you see it with Wales; they cut loose. Uh, the All Blacks do it in a different way. They cut loose, but you know they're so talented that they they, they make it look as if they're it's not abandoned. Uh, and you know, I think we we need to get that back a little. Yeah, that would be something very exciting to see return to the fold. Just on Sean O'Brien's comments before we come to previewing the Wales match, he did manage to uh, certainly do the right thing in terms of publicising his own book that he seems to be releasing come Christmas time. But he draws drew some controversy over the fact that he said because of his decision to stick with rugby, he became a lot more of a gentleman. He learned manners that way and he fears that he wouldn't have done so if he continued on playing soccer the ungentlemanly sport of the commoner it struck struck me as a as a very strange comment that is just used to try and irate a, a culture war within Irish sport unnecessarily but what were your thoughts on it Michael? <laughs> I'm probably the wrong person to ask or the right person it depends uh, as I know Sean personally so um, he he uh, he certainly isn't isn't uh, anything other than a commoner. He's he's a very common man, and he's he's an absolute gentleman in lots of cases. Um, he would be uh, a regular visitor to to Heffernan Park in Bellinan. He'd be he'd be in behind the bar serving pints, or he'd be out coaching the kids, or whatever. He's he's a top lad, but um, he also you know he he was world class. Uh, rugby player, uh, world class athlete. Um, I know where he's coming from. Uh, he had a, you know, a kind of a turbulent to a certain degree uh, youth, and he he always says uh, that you know rugby gave him a structure and um, gave him a kind of a. He, he had to. He, he was so strong first when he was playing rugby to start with or playing sports that he could do what he liked. But then when he went to the Leinster Academy, he learned manners there because he came up against guys who were just just as ferocious as he was, and they were more disciplined in their sports. So I think that's what he was kind of getting at more than anything. You know that he had to become disciplined in a in a sporting sense and a, a gentleman in a sporting sense, but. Um, uh, of course, uh, all comments like that are also good for, for selling books. 
So uh, I'm sure he's, he's he's a businessman too. So I'd say he knew what he was doing when he was saying these things. Is he? What, what kind of business is, is he operating since retirement? He's he's in the, the pub business in Dublin and has been for a number of years. And uh, he is... Uh, very successful at that, and um, also he'd be he'd be backing over to to Tullow and Carlow doing a bit of farming, I think, now and again. So he's a he's a he's a very uh, very interesting man to know and to meet, and a, a tough class guy. And what he does for the for the young boys and girls in Bona, uh away from all the spotlight and away from the the, the bright lights of stardom, um, you'd have to see it to believe it. He's a really tough fellow, yeah. Hopefully we'll get him here on the Saturday Sports Show someday. Absolutely. And yeah. looking ahead to Ireland's game, this is kind of a, a hodgepodge of a tournament that's been mustered up to replace the Autumn Games. Uh, Ireland taking on Wales first on Friday evening. It adds to our sporting calendar, Michael, but do you think it's going to be of much of a benefit to Andy Farrell's side? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I think it's ideal for, for Farrell himself and for the guys who are trying to break through because as you said, it's a total hodgepodge of a, of a tournament. It's it's just filling dates, really. But uh, it'll give guys like like Heffernan and all these guys a chance to uh, to either become an international player or not. And uh, it will also give Farrell, uh, you know, another chance to develop his his uh, his players and his way of thinking under little or no pressure, because you know nobody really will care two hours after the game whether Ireland won or not of course they'll want to win but it will make no difference in the long term so they'll, it's a free shot kind of so you know guys can add their international international experience they can add their international caps and they can establish themselves or conversely they can they can destroy their international careers or into their international careers as well so you know it's going to be an intriguing few weeks uh, in that line, so yeah, I think I think the competition is of no importance whatsoever. But the the actual performances of the team and of the players is is, is hugely important. Yeah. I'm joined in studio by Cahill Boyle. Cahill, looking ahead to the game against Wales on Friday, what do you want to see from an Irish perspective come out of that fixture? Well, absolute dominance in 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 both a, a scrummaging aspect and their tactics aspect. I mean, Wales has been were last year's Grand Slam. They rivaled Ireland the year before that for the the title of the Six Nations uh, in 2018. So they're, they're a strong side. They haven't been playing well now this year ever since Warren Gatlin left their, their arsenal. But uh, Wales... Are a notoriously strong team in the in the front in the front, uh, so I'll definitely see a hard fought fought a hard fight, uh, in in the packaging and and the scrums and mauls and and uh, as well in the lineouts because they've got some tall players like uh, with the likes of Valentin Jones as their captain, but I think this game will do a lot of benefit to Wales in aspects than in more more in aspects than a will to Ireland because Wales haven't been playing great uh, their head coach will need to really refine their tactics and their aspects of play in order to really come out in next year's Six Nations which uh, this game against one of their biggest rivals Ireland will probably set them up to do uh, set them up for either success or failure in that aspect but I think that um, in, in Ireland's regards that we could see a lot of um, strong plays from them I think what Andy Farrell really needs to do is really find someone who can actually uh, efficiently take the position of a fullback because 
I think a lot of question marks have been put in place around Jacob Stockdale over la uh, uh, over the performance against France the last day. Um, I know Tony Henry, when talking to him, was shocked at the performance that he he had uh, put out. I mean, he got a try in the end to somewhat redeem himself, but his his fullback game was not on point. A man who's his height, his weight, should be dominating in tackles, catching balls like no man's rate. But we saw none of that, so I think he needs to really uh, ref- refix the the back three being the f- the two wings in the back in order to really s- find Ireland's strength because really Ireland were a strong team elsewhere Sexton was a bit shaky but I think Ireland were really well elsewhere the scrum could be questioned without Tig for a long but if you just add in them them talisman I'll call them uh, of Tig for long and even uh, the likes of uh, burn in the in the lock position you can really see see or sorry not burn uh ian uh i the lock i can't think of his surname now uh ian henderson i believe is the name the name there is that aspect so henderson my apologies for forgetting that uh, i think he will succeed in that position if tyke for long henderson a replacement for uh the likes of uh uh jacob stockdale in the back row for or the back the back position will definitely put Ireland in strengths with uh, this game against Wales and we'll find who can replace these p- positions. Uh, would you like to see Johnny Sexton start as well, Cahill? No, I wouldn't. I, it's not a game where he deserves to start in this aspect. Uh, I think he's shown that he isn't really on his form as we speak. I think, uh, especially since it's a friendly, that a replacement needs to be found and this is the time to do it. If, if we want to have a proven man, keep Sexton in for the big games where... He can somewhat exert his form. He didn't. He's not been on form since the World Cup. He hasn't been on form in any of the Six Nations since the twenty eighteen. To be honest, so I think now is the time to find a possible replacement for him. I mean, we haven't had Carberry back on the team since twenty nineteen. Even then, he didn't play on the team. So I think a replacement is strongly needed to be found for Sexton, and this is the time to do it. And then leave Sexton to work on his form for. In, in the training pitch for the likes of the big Six Nation games to come. Michael, if I can just bring you back in on that. The performance, I'm sure, will not be as important, or the performance will actually be more important than the results due to this was the uninspiring game in Paris last weekend. Do you see that as a strong likelihood that we will see something a lot more positive for Irish rugby fans to bang on about in the aftermath of Friday night's game? Yeah, I think we've got to. Um, particularly when Farrell is trying to, uh, you know, make his mark on the team and 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 make Ireland uh, Andy Farrell's team, um, so he's got to produce something, and uh, I think he's well aware of that for the last few days, uh, and I wish him well because, um, you know, I, I would like to see him uh, be successful. Cahill uh, is right there. The uh, the. the there's absolutely no way that that Sexton should be starting these games. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't know if I'd even have him in the in the in the the twenty two at all because, you know, let's give these if he's if he's on the sideline, you're always you know he's going coming on and you know you know you feel under pressure. So, you know, I'd I'd love to see Farrell just taking the bull by the horns and 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 absolutely correct as well. Stockdale was was my God, he was he was. His decisions in the first half, in particular, his dithering uh, instead of picking up the ball and imposing himself on on the game, uh, probably cost Ireland the, the game really because uh, 
you know, the the, the concession of silly uh, scores in that first half set France up for a great second half. So um, Stockdale uh, probably should be given a chance to either, you know, either do it or don't get rid of him. Uh, uh, we badly need to fall back. Badly. We, some of us were, all, were often criticised Kearney at fullback, but at least he was he was uh, very consistent. He was powerful. He knew how to tackle. Uh, he wasn't afraid to go for the ball and make a decision. And uh, we can see his loss now. But uh, the succession uh, should have been there. We should have had a guy uh, ready to take over or ready to step in. And we don't seem to have that. It's, it's a converted winger that that's playing now for at fullback and fullback for Castellar or Balnair or Westport or any team, it's crucially important in, in the game of rugby and you just can't be trying out someone there at international level. So the position yeah, seems to be a transition. They're, they're not, there's never been a whole fullback since before Kearney and since <laughs> Kearney. So I think there's yeah. no one that's a, it's, it's literally a fullback or a winger that's always been filling in if Kearney isn't on the team and we've never yeah. had anyone that's been dedicated to that position. And we've had some disasters there because of that. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it shouldn't have come as a surprise. But Robbie Henshaw was a big example of that. He he was brilliant yeah. when he was a 15, a full-back in college. <laughs> Terrible when he was on the Irish squad. So, we, yeah. I think the Andy Farrell's biggest support, our biggest uh, plan for that, should be to find a dedicated full-back. And yeah. I think Connacht is probably the future of this team because if you look at it in the game against France... Connacht had the strongest showing there when when Bundyaki was playing. The concession of silly uh, scores in that first half set France up for a great second half. So um, Stockdale uh, probably should be given a chance to either you know either do it or don't get rid of him. Uh, uh, we badly need to fall back. Badly, we some of us were all, were often criticise Kearney at fullback, but at least he was he was uh, very consistent, he was powerful, he knew how to tackle, uh, he wasn't afraid to go for the ball and make a decision, and uh, we can see his loss now, but uh, the succession uh, should have been there, we should have had a guy uh, ready to take over or ready to step in, and we don't seem to have that, it's, it's a converted winger that's that's playing now for at fullback and fullback for Castellar or Balnair or Westport or any team. It's crucially important in, in the game of rugby, and you just can't be trying out someone there at international level. So the position yeah, seems to be a transition. They're, they're not. There's never been a whole fullback since before Kearney and since <laughs> Kearney. So I think there's yeah. no one that's a. It's it's literally a fullback or a winger that's always been filling in if Kearney isn't on the team, and we've never yeah. had anyone that's been dedicated to that position. And we've had some disasters there because of that. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it shouldn't have come as a surprise. But Robbie Henshaw was a big example of that. He he was brilliant yeah. when he was a 15, a full-back in college. <laughs> Terrible when he was on the Irish squad. So, we, yeah. I think the Andy Farrell's biggest support, our biggest uh, plan for that, should be to find a dedicated full-back. And yeah. I think Connacht is probably the future of this team because if you look at it in the game against France... Connacht had the strongest showing there when when Bundyaki was playing thing, and I was surprised to see Ross Byrne come on instead of the likes of Jack Carthy because it Jack Carthy has proven to be a successful and brilliant uh, out half. So I think that's where a, 
the tactics game is still carrying on. It's been anti-Connacht in a sense. So that that's my takeaway from it. Yeah, Connacht are the poor relations, really. You know, they're, exactly. they're seen by many as making up the numbers and are their grand lads. But actually, that's not the, the case at all. The Connacht ultimate professional team and really, really talented guys. And, and uh, you're right, I, I think um, a, a broader look uh, at what Connacht are doing is needed. And, um, you know, hopefully we learn from our mistakes. Hopefully, indeed, Michael. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Saturday Sports Show and enjoy the weekend's sporting action. You too, Cleveland. All too. the best.